This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Let's not jump to conclusions. We don't know all the facts. Wait for the police statement, the Prime Minister's press conference. Stop using divisive language. language. This is a time for mourning. Finger pointing will get us nowhere. This is not us. Why does everything have to be about race? race? Why are you so angry? He's not even from here. We are bigger than that. We feel so awful that this would happen in our beautiful little country. Please come and talk on our show tomorrow. No, don't bring that up. This is a time for mourning. Morning. This is not about race. This is about us. All, All of us. us. Our heart's just breaking for them. It's just so sad. And it shouldn't happen in our country. They should be safe to pray. I'm getting angrier. I've gone from shock and now I'm getting angry. Oh, we have every single right to be angry. It just seems like we're not allowed to be angry. I'm starting to tire. I've been told I'm racist all the time. In many ways, New Zealanders are sick and tired of us. The Guest House, Episode 2, Anger. Have you ever been in a situation where you wanted to be angry but stopped yourself? Why did you do it? Was it because it was the right thing to do? Was it not the right time? Was it because you were afraid of how people might see you? How they might react? Growing up as a Muslim, you get pretty familiar with the word anger. You see it all around you. On the news, in political speeches, sometimes in public spaces. Like when you accidentally cut somebody off on the motorway. He, you know, drove on the side and he started screaming out the window, go back to your f***ing country, f***ing Arab, Allah Akbar. What I mean by that is, we're used to being the objects of other people's anger. But often it feels like it's something we're not allowed to feel. After Christchurch, the Muslim community was praised for the way we reacted to it. We were called generous, forgiving, grateful, which was great. Except, there were other things going on as well. Some of us felt, well, angry. And we didn't quite know what to do with that feeling, where to put it. It didn't feel like the country was ready to see an angry Muslim in the public eye, even if our anger was justified. You know, I think when people see me on TV or on radio or all sorts of places or even on newspapers... Um, That's cool admire. You know, I think they don't really understand the balancing act that goes into it. Um, In the days and weeks after, he became a powerful voice for the community. I'll talk to myself again and again in the shower or in, you know, in the bathroom, in the mirror, just kind of going over my key messages. He was on the radio, on TV, in newspapers. Making sure I'm not fitting into this angry black man's suicide. Talking about Islamophobia, the failings of the government, the rising tides of xenophobia that no one was paying attention to. 
as I'm, I'm conscious about it constantly 24 7 don't be the angry black man right now mm. don't be the angry black man right now it's gonna get you a lot of hate mail it's gonna get you a lot of abuse it's gonna get you a lot of people calling you you are ungrateful go back to where you came from except he was angry like many of us were but he wasn't being quiet about it and it was ruffling feathers it's interesting the most negative feedback i've received is the times where i've being the most angry and I've displayed or, or portrayed some of the most, I don't know, some of my most angriest views. Um, so people, what do we say? When we say angry, what do you mean? Um, just really, just, I guess, really just speaking my mind and telling them how it is, right? For example, the weeks and the days after the attacks was really when I had been the most angriest. And I don't think anyone will ever see me that angry on record in public you know i think i remember i said something like i'm down talking to white people like it's like banging your head against a brick wall mm. um i think all of us were amazed that you said that i, <laughs> I not that we disagreed with you like i agree with you 100 percent about like how difficult it is talking to racism about racism yeah, to people yeah we were happy that you said it but we yeah. were shocked that you said it yeah <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, the emotions were very raw up until then, you know, I did come out, I was very fired. I think for me, it, it took a sudden shift the moment I started talking about Crusaders. The Crusaders are our most successful rugby franchise, epitomising the Canterbury spirit. But now there's a growing number of people who think that name should change. Muslim community advocate Gulad Meyer says he agrees. I think it's definitely a step in the right direction. Now the whole Crusaders thing was really interesting. Many people felt the name the Crusaders, you know, the Catholic soldiers who fought holy wars against the Muslims for hundreds of years, was not exactly representative of our largely secular, multicultural society. And after Christchurch, it seemed a little on the nose. So the team started a consultation process to change the name, and they invited Muslims to take part and have their say, to which Muslims almost unanimously said, you guys help me out with the harmonies? Sure. Hell no. Hell no. So it turns out, Gulid didn't get that memo. The amount of times I've had reporters approach me, say, can I get some comments from you about the Crusaders? And I said, no, I'm not interested. Right. I'm not making any comments. A, I realized it was a distraction, which I fell for. Um, and B, it just, it just, I totally forgot the fact New Zealand's racist history with rugby. Mm. Completely. I forgot about the spring box. I forgot about everything else and just how deeply... I don't know, just Kiwis feel some type of way about it. Almost overnight, clips of Gulid's interviews started receiving angry responses. And things were getting personal. Here's some of them. Vociferous, shouty, assertive. You must have your head so, so far up your ass, ass that you believe your own words. For your racist religion. You are a stupid Somalian terrorist attack. Muslim, crusader, hypocrite, jihad, Christian hater, country that has given you a new home. By the way, these aren't all random online trolls. Some of them were printed by national newspapers. People were basically sending me abusive messages on every single platform you could imagine. On. And this is, what, two weeks after the This is literally weeks after the incident. You know, this is just the beginning. Uh, more to come. This is really... People were sending you death threats. Essentially. I mean, there's been instances where I've actually had to report things because I felt... I, I needed to do that to keep my own safety in check. Um, and you can't take uh, your safety for granted, particularly what happened after Christchurch. I know you're not supposed to read the comments, but someone's writing these, right? And these people are here among us. 
claiming to say what, quote, all of us are really thinking. Eventually, TVNZ and NewsHub started muting the comments section on his clips. In many ways, New Zealand is a sick and tired of us. I you feel re- that? I really do feel that. I really do feel that. I feel it in the comment section. I feel it in the opinion pieces people are writing. I feel it in the stories people are publishing. I feel it in the comments some of the commentators are making now. I mean, it really didn't take that long after the incident for us to get back into that vibe. By the way, they never changed the team's name. In fact, a year on from March 15, it feels at times as if nothing has changed. I mean, for years, we've been expressing our viewpoints, we've been expressing, talking about our lived experiences, and we were essentially ignored. And it just, you know, it's because it's, it's really frustrating when you've been talking about this for years and years and years, and something like that happens, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, where did we go wrong? Yeah. What happened? And it's like, Why was well, no we've been telling you. Before, yeah. We've been telling you if you had listened to us, it was so frustrating. I was so angry. I was so angry on so many ways. Um, and at the same time, I had to contain that anger mm-hmm. and not let it distort the message that I wanted to put out there. There's one thing in particular me and Goulet spoke about a lot when we were both in Christchurch. And that was the Muslim response. After years and years of being bombarded with bad news about terrorist attacks perpetuated by Muslims, about ISIS and 9-11, And every time it happened, we were being asked to stand in front of cameras and apologize, even though it had nothing to do with us. We condemn terrorism. We speak against... Firmly condemn these cowardly and outrageous... Racists do not represent Islam or any Muslim. And even when we did apologize, which we did a lot, we were accused of not doing so. Many Muslims in America kept private their criticism of terrorist acts. This happened year after year after year. Everybody, including Muslim community leaders, needs to speak up clearly. So when, suddenly, we found ourselves the victims of a terrorist attack and thrust again into the media spotlight, there was something almost defensive about how we responded to all of this sudden attention. Like we were afraid of saying the wrong thing. Like we had to apologize for taking up so much of everyone's time. Every now and then I would get a message from some of the elders and being like, hey, you know, I'm just, yeah. Why are you saying this? Why are you saying this? Or why are you saying that? And why, why do you feel the need to be angry? And, and, and I found myself having to justify within elements of my own community on why I was angry. Yeah. Yeah. Because you suddenly became the spokesperson for the community. I, I, I suddenly did in a weird way, um, which was so bizarre. I suddenly found myself in a position where, and you know, look, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a privilege, but it's also a responsibility. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. It's 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 um it's definitely a heavy burden to carry. Um, some of those interviews I did was definitely some of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. I remember weeks after the incident, being back in Christchurch. Um, I, t- I spoke to a young man who had lost his father and his older brother. And I said to him, how are you feeling? He said, I've lost my father, I've lost my oldest brother. I'm now essentially the breadwinner for my whole family. He said, I'm carrying all of that burden now. He said, I haven't even had the chance to process the loss of my own father and my brother yet because it's just been go, go, go and having to respond to the needs of my family and so forth. 
I also haven't had a chance to kind of process anything. I didn't lose my father. I didn't lose my older brother in this tragedy. I really, you know, think about that young man and what he's going through um, because the experience is very much across the Muslim community that many of us are still processing this. Do you still feel angry? Um, I feel angry. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. In many ways, I do. I feel angry about just the hypocriticalness of the whole situation. I feel um, angry that, you know, nothing was really done to try and address that. Whether I still feel like I'm allowed to freely express my anger, I don't think so. Listen. I don't want to make all of this sound super grim. The reality is, we all witnessed so much beauty in the days that followed March 15. People were hugging strangers in the streets, crying together, talking about what it means to be a New Zealander. To many of us, it meant compassion, gentleness, ease. I'm not sure if most other countries or their leaders would have responded in the same way. In fact, I'm sure that some definitely wouldn't have. I think Islam hates us. But was it right to pat ourselves on the back and move on so quickly? Should we have stopped for a moment, gazed into this fractured mirror before us, and really had a look at ourselves? I don't think we gave ourselves a chance to do that. And for those who tried to talk about things that weren't as comfortable as national unity or forgiveness, they quickly found themselves drowned out by the noise. Haven't you had enough time in the sunlight? What more do you need? This isn't the New Zealand we know and love. We're all mourning. All crying and hugging. Haven't we done enough, enough for you? Isn't, isn't it so, so sad? sad? Only if only we'd, we'd said something. something. This, this isn't, isn't about, about race. This is a time mourning. mourning. We are We're all, all in this together. together. Amen. Amen. The guest house was made thanks to RNZ and Middle East Eye. It's produced and presented by me, Muhammad Hassan. My executive producer is Tim Watkin. My audio engineer is Rangi Poek. Thank you to Guled Meyer for lending his voice to this episode. And thank you for listening. If it moved you, please subscribe, leave a comment, share it with a loved one. Salam. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.